Hey, this is Sharon Lee, and you are watching Anime Egotists with Richard and Alex. So these guys love anime, and they have a lot to say about it. So I hope you're ready, and I hope that they don't break any giraffe's necks. Enjoy! <laughs> and welcome back to the Anime Egotists, where... I don't know if I could dodge things in bullet time. I'd still find a way to get hit. Yeah, it'd, it'd be really cool to watch until you realize that every bullet actually hit you. Ooh, yeah, yeah. that would be kind of that'd be kind of sad. Yeah, my name's Alex, and I still have a Mega Man pet somewhere, somewhere in my room. And I'm Richard. I do too. I don't know where it is. And we're joined. We're joined by Tombs and Goons. Yo, yo, hey, hey, yo, yo, hey, hey, yo, hey, yo. <laughs> Somehow that was worse than I imagined. Ah, uh, no, that just hurt my feelings. But uh, and well, I also have a turtle in the background. He's blurred out right now, but he's right where my finger is. And kind of, you can kind of see him through my headphone for a little bit. Yeah, there you go. There we go. But anyways, we are back to talk about. Uh, I'm not even gonna beat around the bush anymore. Uh, Pokemon. Ultimate Journeys this time. Yeah, we're, we're finally starting Ultimate Journeys after all of this time. Well, I mean, it only came out for the U.S. audience, what, three weeks ago? I don't know, I have to pay attention. <laughs> but regardless, I'm gonna be honest, I'm more concerned with Disney. I was more concerned with, well, a lot of other stuff in life, actually, and some other anime. Maybe I'll talk about that another day. But we're sure. here to talk about Ultimate Journeys, and... Yeah, this is the first part of Ultimate Journeys. I don't really know how to lead in besides just what our what our overall thoughts were. No, 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 no. You guys went both went first last stop the last few times. I want to go first this time. Okay. Overall, a pretty good part. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was an offensively horrible episode. There were a couple of episodes that I'm like, oh, this isn't for me. But overall, I I had. I had fun, I guess. Well, now was... knowing... Okay. I I'll let you go. I'll let you go. Sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say, that's a good description of this part. It's probably the better... one of the better ones we've had in a recent time with this. I gotta say, now that I know, I will say that, now that I know that it's, um... It's only the first part, my opinion on it has has uh, gone up a little bit. It's a little bit more favorable now, because I will admit, if this was just a standalone part, I would have been like, nah, this is a big thumbs down for me. But now knowing that, it's gone from a thumbs down to about a haphazard, somewhat crooked thumb sideways. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm kind of moving on from Journeys. I'm watching other stuff. I'm doing other stuff for the channel. Well, but at the same time, though, like, I, I'm not going to act like I hated this part. I enjoyed it. I'm not any more excited to watch the last several episodes of Journeys because people have been talking about those, but maybe mm -hmm. we'll get more into that later. Yeah, so um, should we start with the episodes going through each one? Uh, before we, But before we start, I just want to say, I don't, whether you love Journeys, whether you hate Journeys, I don't really care. But if you start harassing the writers and the animators and everything, then we've got a problem. Then just, they're trying their hardest. This can't, this this stuff can't be easy, but that's all oh, I really have. 
Okay. All right. So the very first episode of this one is the Spectral Express. I actually like this. Was a technically a two-parter. I actually really enjoyed this two-parter. Yes, this is the introduction of um, Alistair, the other gym leader in the same town as B. Yeah, ghost types. Yep. So Ash and Go head there, and they're like, oh, we have to get on the train to get to Stow inside. But they get on a ghost train by accident. Ghost train, because they happen to see Alistair, and they're like, wait, you dropped your ticket. Ah, and now they're on a ghost train, so. This is already a dated episode. You know by now people would have those tickets on their phones or something. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. Because, like, God, I I could not imagine at all having, like, physical tickets for hardly anything now. Like, even Mm -hmm. movie tickets now. Like, I got got two movie tickets sitting right now on my phone for uh, next week. We're not going to get into it. Is it Black Panther? Or Wakanda Forever? I mean, yes, but still. (laughs) No shame, man. Anyways, they get on the train, but they notice something's kind of eerie about it. Probably because it's haunted. Yeah, so each car is kind of built for a specific type of ghost Pokemon. Um, We have one that's like a museum, one that's like a jungle, and one that's like a regular car. Yeah, and they encounter a little artifact, and Ash starts, me- and Ash and Pokemon start messing with it, and goes kind of the person like maybe we shouldn't be messing with that, but I guess Ash thinks he's the brains of this operation. In a horror movie, Ash would absolutely be the one that was like, "Yeah, let's stay in the totally haunted-looking cabin in the woods." I totally think that's a safe place to stay while we wait for our car to be broken down in the middle of the woods. Yeah. And after that, let's split up. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But over, but it uh, turns out to be the home of a spiritum. And um, Ash starts acting a little differently, doesn't he? Not the first time. Yeah, he starts, I don't know, pretty much being a jerk to go the entire time. (laughs) Can I say I actually like this Ash far more than the one we've been getting the past several seasons? I like this Ash so much more. He was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. This would be a uh, fun character to follow. And he and here's the thing. At first, it kind of is on and off. Like, at times, he's Ash, and at other times, he's spooky Ash. And the whole time, like, he's in his own bed thinking, hey, don't say that to go. Go hurt his feelings. I'm like, um, nah, nah. I, yeah. I feel like Go should be tougher than that, but okay. And he's like, right? what's wrong, Go? Do I look weird? And I said, well, you've looked this way since Sun and Moon, but we're all kind of used to it. Yeah. The only part I don't know if I like is that he cheats at rock, paper, scissors. You do not cheat at rock, paper, scissors. Uh, I, I know a lot of people who would beg to differ. I was but... about to say. <sighs> yeah, but Alistair kind of notices them and he's like, oh, hey, um, your guys are on different parts of the train, so I, I don't know. Alistair is kind of interesting in this first episode. He, he doesn't really do a whole lot, but he's, he's still around. Yeah. Yeah, he's the... I don't know how to put it. Um, he's scared of talking to people, which is very understandable. Yeah, well, 
well, I'm not scared of talking to people. I just don't like talking to people. So we're, we don't exactly understand each other there, but I get it. Overall, though, I, I didn't want to go on this too long, but Go catches an Ninkata. A Ninkata, it evolves, and he gets a Ninjask and a Shedinja, which I thought was really cool because they added another Pokeball for it. Mm-hmm. Overall, they fight off the Spiritomb, they get the... I get. I guess it gets itself back, and Alistair's like, hey, um, your Gengar, um, we should fix that up, because his Gengar can't Dynamax, but it can't Gigantamax. Yeah. Uh, Which leads into the next episode, the winding, winding path to greatness. Yeah, I was about to say, Jay, these should be your episodes. These are about Gengar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I... Like like I said, I'm I'm looking at it a lot more favorably now, knowing that it's part one. But I went in watching these first two episodes, and I was just like, these first two episodes are kind of filler. Like, where is and because and the reason I say that is because we ended the last part almost seeming like okay. It, it gave the impression that we were going to start this part off on a way more serious note than we did. I mean, I always want to kind of give them give them some leeway for that because if because if we were watching Journey subbed, then we wouldn't necessarily have this problem. It's more of a I guess Netflix thing, but I don't know. And I and I agree that that's, that has a lot to do with it. All and don't get me wrong, I am a Gengar fan through and through. I was excited to see Gengar. I was hyped as soon as he pulled out the Gengar. I literally perked up. I was like, Oh, we pulling out the Gengar? Oh, oh, Gengar's getting some love. Like he's not getting left in the shadows, pun intended. Let's get it. And then I was just like, "Oh, he can't, he can't Gigantamax." Ooh. And I was like, "Okay, now I see what the purpose." Because the whole time I was like, "Okay, so what's the purpose of these two episodes?" It, Once I realized that it was going to be a two-parter, because it's like, weird because like the first three episodes, in my opinion, were probably the episodes I was the most invested in. Everything mm-hmm. else after that was either good or I was like, "I could skip, I could skip this episode." And one That's episode fair. that honestly I I don't really want to talk about, but we kind of have to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yes. very curious to see what episode that is. All right, but anyways, Alistair decides to help help Gengar or Gigantum Max, and he he what I will say they do a really good job of showcasing the type of person Alistair is. Very shy, but understands ghost type Pokemon. Oddly enough, when a lot of people would be scared of ghost type Pokemon, uh, mm-hmm. they find the little they find the little mushrooms that you have to mm-hmm. for the Dynamax soup. And Ash oddly enough thinks, "Oh, just one will do." It's like, no, we we need thirty of these for soup, mm-hmm. just like the games. Which thirty still seems like an absurd number, but still, hey, at least at least they're starting mm-hmm. to try and put things that are canon in the game canon in the actual show and vice versa we'll we'll get we'll get to why that upsets me in a, in a little in a later episode that's fair but also this is, sorry go ahead richard yeah i was gonna say this is definitely an episode that showcases the ghost pokemon of the gallery region a lot more than any of uh probably better than a lot of the other series or Seasons have done other Galar Pokemon, unfortunately. Yeah, which, yes, and that statement kind of flies out the window when you realize this is for a Kanto Pokemon. Yeah, that is true. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> yeah, but ultimately they run into B again, and, at, and 
B's like, oh, Ash, are you here for another bat- a rematch with me? And Ash just straight up says, nope. He was, he, nah. he was very rude about it. I'm not going to lie. Yep. She's like, I'm here with Alistair. Or he's like, here, like, I'm here with Alistair now. She's like, oh, hey, Alistair. And then they just kind of stand off to the side for the rest of this. I was still sad she didn't call him Lucario's trainer. That, that would have been funny. But ultimately, they get the mushrooms, they make the soup, and Ash and Go end up falling asleep while Alistair has a actually really nice talk with Gengar. And we also see that Alistair's mask is starting to fall off. Yeah, we get glimpses of his face and eyes whether through the mask or as it's coming off, but that's about it. So, yeah, yeah but then Ash, but then they they feed Gengar the soup. He learns to do, to Gigantamat. Acts Ash and Go hug in celebration. You're welcome, shippers. And that they basically end up leaving Alistair and everybody else. But obviously, these two episodes, I really enjoyed these two episodes. This was a good for a good two part of the start of this. Yes, yes, it was. Oh, yeah, it was. I don't want people to think that I didn't like it. What I will say is, it is a it was a stronger season opener or part opener than we've had in the past when it comes to this part of the Pokemon journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could. But you, you talked about the season opener. Since it's a new season, we also got a new theme song. And, um, what, wait, what's that? Why don't you go first? I saw that look on your face. Honestly, I gotta be honest. I liked it a lot. Like, I was shocked, honestly, because I'll admit it. A lot of times I've gone to, I've gotten to the point because it ain't no, it ain't no, um, Hoenn. It ain't no Pokemon Johto. But it still like something in me when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is this kind of nice. I like it. Okay." So is I, I gotta say, like that was one of the highlights for me. For I actually part. really like the song too. The one kind of problem I had is the first time I heard it, you hear the music, but you barely hear the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I'm, so I really had to listen. I'm like, "Oh, this is kind of not nice." But apparently, this theme song is not popular. Really. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, I was telling people, actually, actually, I kind of like it. I like it more and more when I listen to it. I even sometimes sing it to myself. I like it more than the, the opening they had before, the Journey to Your Heart or whatever it was called. And people looked at me like I was insane. And they said, but Serena's voice actor sings that one. I'm like, okay, but so was is that supposed to change my mind? Or I don't get people. Richard, is this your favorite theme song of all time or what? No, but I do enjoy it. I still like a lot of the other ones better. I, yeah, I may download this one as well, though. I just don't know. Yeah, it, they even finally released a full length version and with the actual like lyrics on screen, and people people got weird about it. Of course, they did. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, but let's get to the next episode. I'm glad we're all in agreement on the theme song pretty much throughout journeys. We all seem to agree on it. But yeah. we get to the what's the next episode, Richard? It's all in the name. Probably one of my favorite episodes of this part. This episode kind of has sentimental value for me, but I'll get into why in a little bit. So this episode centers around Magnemite and specifically Francois the Magnemite. 
the best character in the series right now. Of course, oh, alongside yeah. the, the professor's assistant, Ren. Yep. So, how does this episode start? So there's a... Um, it's something to do with, if I remember correctly, the sun has a like an eruption and it messes with one of the satellites and it causes all the magnemite to start going crazy. Specifically the magnemite, no other electric type Pokemon, I guess. Right, and mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. I was just like, so it's specifically tailored to the magnemites. Like, I remember, mm-hmm. I actually remember sitting like, or I was in my room and I was watching it and I was just like, wait, just the magnemites? What about, what about magneton, magnethone? No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we also learned that Francois the Magnemite absorbs electricity, but only likes it through vintage items, like old lamps and telephones and stuff like that. Which I guess with a name like Francois doesn't completely surprise me when I start to think about it. Exactly. And we get uh, Francois and uh, Ren's kind of origin story of where they came together. Yeah, but it's actually spread out through the whole episode rather than just told in one fell swoop. I actually, I didn't know how to feel about it at the time, but I actually appreciate that it spread out a little bit. Exactly. That was really nice. I, as I said, I actually really did enjoy this episode a lot more than I probably should have. Yeah, uh, but it turns out, as usual, the Bagnamites start freaking out and Ren has to get to, um, where was he headed? Away. Yeah, all right, f- f- fine, I don't, I don't have a better answer, but but they start going off and Ash and Go decide to help. We see Ash use Dragonite, which is cool, and um, I'm noticing Ash is using more and more of his Pokemon, and that's a good thing, but it's only for these episodes that, in hindsight, don't matter all that much. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah pretty much from our... From what they're just grabbing, the Magnemite are trying to evolve into, I don't know, some giant monster. It's they're saying that they just are going to keep combining. I, I think that it was see. mentioned. I think it was mentioned that it was going to be like some kind of special, like a rare type of Magnemite or something. Seems like something that maybe people would want to see, but I guess we need a happy ending for this episode. Yeah, so pretty much they're trying to keep Francois from joining because he's like, because they put a little tinfoil hat on him. Literally, it's a tinfoil hat they wrap around his antenna. He's a conspiracy theorist. I knew it. (sighs) Gotta be. One of them had to be. But they all, but also we learn more about their backstory. Apparently, Ren used to go to visit the cafe a lot. And there was a Magnemite there, the same one that he that he now has. has and we, we learn more and more that he goes to the cafe a lot. Magnemite's not the friendliest. It's kind of cold and standoffish. And mm-hmm. Like I said, really likes older appliances. This is the type of Magnemite that would go to Blockbuster instead of Netflix. <laughs> not wrong, man. Yeah, but it really likes the chandelier at the... Uh, coffee shop and unfortunately during the backstory we learn oh the coffee shop is closing so Magnemite won't be able to go there to get its favorite food anymore yeah Jay what were your thoughts on this episode uh to be honest I gotta say this was I really liked this episode I can't I'm not gonna try to sit here and give like some big 
think peace on it. It was a good, it was a nice episode. It was a very feel, feel good. I did get a little emotional during the backstory. And then when we see the big emotional moment where he's running to try to find the Magnemite and then he flashes back to when it was like in the snow and he finds him uh, in the garbage. I was like, oh, my heart, yeah. my cold unfeeling heart. <laughs> Yeah, but they end up saving the day. All the Magnemite go back to normal, I guess, and go back to all of their trainers. It's weird. I never knew ooh, this town was so popular for Magnemite because everybody and their mother seemed to have one. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, the town yeah. mascot, I guess. But overall, we also learned that the, the name Francois came from the cafe that they used to go to, which is mm-hmm. now open again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, both Red and Francois get to go and enjoy a cup of coffee and the chandelier. Yeah, but like I said, this was this was a really good episode. Oh, mm-hmm. I guess kind of getting into why this was kind of a this episode meant a little more to me is because the person who played Ren also played Doctor Maruki in Persona Five Royal, and he passed away a couple of months ago. I said it once; I'll say it again: butt cancer. And this was apparently one of the last episodes they were able to do with him before he passed. So. I don't know. I don't know. I, I appreciate the episode more. So I, even if it was a bad episode, which by no means it was, I wouldn't feel. I would. I wouldn't want to rip it apart. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, it was dedicated to him at the end. Yeah. So, which is really nice. So now that you now that you say that, I think so. Yeah. Like I said, I really liked this episode. These first three, mm-hmm. the first three episodes, in my opinion, were probably some of my favorite ones. But what's the next one? So the next one is suffering. The Flings and Arrows. Which one was this? This is the one with Erica, the flower arranging episode. Oh, <laughs> okay. I said before that the first three episodes were good. This is where it kind of started to lose me. This was, was this a bad episode? Not really, but this was no. not an episode that was for me. This is not an episode that I would have sat through more than once. I'm going to just full, uh, full disclosure on this episode specifically, I absolutely did not watch it as like closely as I should have. I know like bits and pieces. I know Team Rocket was in this episode. Uh, and there was a pincer or something about a pincer and flowers. And that's, that's about as much <laughs> as I got. I was, I was watching it, it was all in the background. I was folding clothes, I'm gonna be honest. This episode from the jump, I was like, eh. Yeah. yeah, so pretty much this episode starts out with um, Go is caught um, a Lilligant and it uh, gets Heracross, whose pincers uh, love interest. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. Sure. Why attention. And uh, Go's like, I want to help you. And they overhear that Chloe's going to a flower arranging at Erica's gym. Yeah. I, I will say, though, I always love the little interactions that Pinsir has because it was having a fantasy of giving another lay to Heracross, and Heracross went like this as it was po- as it got the lay in the fantasy, and I'm like, okay, so it's a classic Randy Orton fan? That's, um, <laughs> that's, what, it, that's what it was doing. It was doing that weird po- I can't even do it uh, right now. Uh. If, if Heracross had hit someone with an RKO, it would have saved this episode. <laughs> he would have hit Jesse or James with it. 
works for me. But Pinsir ends up getting upset, and Go kind of... I. It's another good... Let me put it this way. This was a good episode for Go, because he was helping his Pokemon. And it wasn't mm -hmm. even a Pokemon he had already caught. And he was helping a Pokemon that didn't have anything to do with human trauma. So, we, considering how often we talk about that, I, we, we have to give it a pass for that. That is true. Yeah. Meanwhile, Chloe just so happens to be like, oh, I'm going to go flower ranging at this gym, this gym in the Kanto region. And, and they go with her, because why not? Why not? They're like, we can make it so that Pinsir, or Heracross falls in love with Pinsir again. Okay. <sighs> Why does that? Uh, no, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but we also get to see Erica again, and I guess for, I've done it for everybody else. I like Erica. She's, I like her a lot more in the games, but I, I do like Erica. There's something about her I really like. So... I don't know if either of you have seen the original series in a while. I can't remember it 100%, but doesn't... Oh, I have. Yeah. So, if I remember correctly, Ash isn't allowed in the gym because he's not beautiful enough or something along those lines. He, he basically disrespects their gym and says, why do you have care about all these flowers and looking good and that stuff? Uh, it wasn't necessarily, hey, you're not beautiful. It's, hey, you're disrespecting the culture of our gym, so we don't yeah. want you here. Which is not a horrible reason. Right. Like, okay. It stands, it stands for good reason. Like... He also teamed up with Team Rocket to disguise himself, of, got a lot of the Pokemon almost kidnapped, and caused the gym to burn almost burn down. So um, there's okay, some that, history here. That was my question, because in this episode, she thanks him for his help with that but even though it's uh, all his fault yeah i know uh, that was the part i was going to ask about because it's like, I kept, didn't he cause the fire i kept screaming right. at the tv i was so upset i'm just like you could hold some ill will erica i know you're like the nicest person ever but like you can drop kick him if you want like none of us will complain right and my whole thing was like what I didn't like, and I'll say it, even though, because I remember, I do remember this one specific when he was like, oh yeah, you saved those Pokemon from the burning gym, and they turned to him, uh, and they were like, oh, Ash, you did that? And he was just like, well, and I'm just like, no, I wish, like, like one, I wish they already knew that, because it's like, he's he's literally done so much stuff how come they know quite literally nothing about this man like they're all supposed to be on a journey with him and they know quite literally almost nothing about him quite literally almost nothing is that their fault or is that his fault it's his but i'm saying like that's something that should be like addressed like Tell them more of your past, bro. Like, why are you trying to hide it that hard? Especially like, considering this is the series that keeps emphasizing the past and returns right. and all that other stuff. It feels like this should be the series where he's actually telling them everything. Maybe they don't, maybe none of them are that close when the cameras are off. They just don't talk to each other. It's just like, eh. Yeah, they go, they each go to their own trailer and not talk at all. I feel like Ash and Go talk on a regular basis. I feel like they kind of leave Chloe out in the lurch. I see that. I could see that happening a lot, actually. Yeah. But they're like, oh, well, we need to do some flower arranging. And Team Rocket show up, and they disguise themselves as usual. Well, And Erica's like, wait, you're doing this flower arrangement for romance? And Go's like, uh, yeah. And she's like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, ah. I okay. thought it was hilarious. Because of, of that one freak-out moment 
where he was just like, oh, am I doing this for the wrong reason? Oh, boy. And okay. then she was just like, it's great. Little side tangent. Am I the only one who feels like Pokemon doesn't really do romance all that well? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's just, it never feels all that right. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't need this to be a forefront in the series or anything. For Pinster and Heracross, but I'm never interested in episodes like this. They never, I don't know, they never do that great of a job of them, in my opinion. Yeah, they're they're kind of obvious of what the route they're going to take. It's like by the end of the episode, you know that uh, one of two things is going to have happened: either Heracross is just going to completely go after uh, Lilligant, Lilligant, or um, Her- or. Um, Pincer's going to have won it back, and more than likely it's that one, that Pincer's going to win Heracross back. I guess I just don't care all that much. <laughs> but I guess we'll have to talk about that potentially next time, but I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> Chloe invites Evie, and uh, Leafeon's there, right? Because Erica has a mm-hmm. Leafeon. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole center of this story, is uh, Chloe, Chloe getting, yeah, is, oh, it's this, we're beating Leafeon this time. Chloe, you're so boring. I'm sorry. Ah. Uh, yeah. But what? yeah, I think in the end, Go wins the competition because it turns into a competition for some reason. Yeah, and Her- Pin- I keep saying Heracross. Pinsir is all decked out in some flower gear here, and she ends up sacrificing it to save Heracross from Team Rocket when they inevitably reveal that they're Team Rocket, mm-hmm. and in, afterwards, it looks like they're about to get a hug, and then Pinsir picks up Heracross with its pincers, what, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Yeah, not pincers. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. it's another instance where Chloe is really into helping somebody with romance, because I guess all girls have to be into that. Yeah, I guess that's what they... Yeah, that's kind of Chloe's character at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, this was not an episode for me. I, I kind of, I didn't like this episode that much. Yeah, after the first three, this was a big yeah. kind of step yeah. down. <sighs> Let's see if it continues that way. Um, what's the next episode? The good, the bad, and the lucky. This is the Team Rocket episode. This is, in my opinion, the most disappointing episode of the series because I actually had heard about this episode and really wanted to like it because it involved uh, Cassidy and Butch coming back for the first time in several seasons. Did you hear? And because here's the thing I heard this episode was really, really bad. So I kind of went in with lower expectations. I hate it, but I kind of felt like something. It had a weird feel to it. I had only heard that they had re- returned. I managed to avoid spoilers because, as I said, I like Butch and Cassidy. I like their dynamic with Jesse and James. So I went into this with higher expectations than I probably should have, thinking, ooh, it's been, I don't know, probably 10 plus years since we saw them as in a main series episode. And unfortunately, that led to major disappointment for me. What did you think, Jay? I just usually Team Rocket episodes are the highlight of my Pokemon binging seasons, and this time I was just like, 
like similar to you i wasn't just like i didn't hate it but like i was like doggone it i thought it would have been better because i'll admit i had no spoilers no context nothing because for some reason i don't get any of that on any of my social medias but like i didn't know anything about it so when i went in and realized oh with the team rocket episode i was by the end of it, I was like, I kind of don't even want to keep watching today. Yeah, but it basically starts off like Team Rocket. They get. Do you, Richard? Do you remember the Pokemon they get from the little gotcha machine? Uh, it's something weak. Oh, they, it's and slaking and slack off. Oh, that's right. And then, uh, uh they keep. But pretty much the the premise of this episode is that they're going after uh the Prize Master, who's in charge of Pelipper. To find out why they keep getting Pokemon that aren't the best. Yeah, not a bad way to start the episode, but they keep getting sidetracked by other random Pokemon and everything. And we get to see they wind up at a, what's it, a restaurant or an inn of some kind? I think it's, yeah, a restaurant or inn in the middle of the mountains. So it's, they pretty much are dying in the snow and they're rescued by the inn owner who happens to be Cassidy. Cassidy, that's right. I I love Cassidy. She feels very similar to Jesse, but I still I still love Cassidy. She's great. But she basically says, "Yeah, um yeah, uh Botch and I are done with Team Rocket. So, um this is what we're doing now." They end up eating because of her because I guess Team Rocket can't have a nice can or have to be shown to be starving at least once every season. Mm-hmm. But then um James decides to stay, or at least he wants to stay, but Jesse and Meowth are like, hey, um, you should stay because bottle caps? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, and it, 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 I do actually like the lesson that at least Bush and Cassidy have learned, and that's that their job isn't all their life is supposed to be, which I know several people who don't live by that, so... Um, yeah, it's pretty much their entire message is Team Rocket isn't my entire life. I have other things I wanted to do, so I'm no longer in Team Rocket. Yeah, but basically James decides to stay, and they all go off, and I appreciate this specifically because they encourage each other to do what makes them happy. It's Mm -hmm. never a fight of, oh, well, you want to stay here? Fine, stay here. Like, we care. It's, we love you, and we want you to be happy, so do what makes you happy. In that regard, it really, really works. Mm-hmm. And then through some shenanigans, they meet up with Biff. I really like Who Bob. Owns? I really like Bob. He's a funny character, or the shtick of nobody getting his name right. Name right. It it works. It works for Hooch. Mm-hmm. And pretty much, uh, he's running a cafe on the coastline, and uh, there's a uh, female meowth that looks a lot like meowth's first love, Meowzy. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. But Meowth decides that he wants to stay with Meowzy 2.0 and Billy. So they do the shtick again of, hey, let's just stay here. And Jesse and Wobbuffet encourage them. Speaking of Pokemon, was Marpeko in this? Yes. I don't remember. Unfortunately, this is the, probably a large part of the downfall of this episode. Well, besides the fact that uh, Cassidy and Biff are not 
the main focus like I thought they were going to be. I never thought they were going to be, so I guess I wasn't disappointed in that regard. But Jesse and Waba Fett basically get split up and almost basically die because of mm. a trap inch? Yep. It has its arena trap. Yeah. But, but of course, here, who comes to save the day but Meowth and James? And they both basically say, yeah, we got, we basically got, James got kicked out, basically. And there was another Persian in line for Meowth, which I feel like they wanted that to be funny, but I felt more bad. Like, this keeps happening to him. Yeah, we've talked about how we don't really care for that storyline. We like it as Meowth's backstory, but it's it's sad for Meowth in the long run because of all he went through to try to impress the uh, Meowzy. But yeah, it's just disappointing that it's now happened twice. Yeah, but they decide to come together and they tell Ash and Go, who just so happened to be there, hey, uh, aren't you going to use Thunderbolt? Because, um, yeah, and... Ash does it and goes like they looked happy with it happened and goes just as confused as the rest of us. I think I know my problem with this episode. Okay. Okay. I think the idea of Team Rocket leaving Team Rocket is an interesting one, but I have, I feel like Sun and Moon did a great job of that because they were doing other jo- like odd jobs. They were happy. They had their own business. If that if this episode came like back in X and Y. And then the next series was them being happy and doing their own things. And that led to them saying, you know what? We don't need to be Team Rocket anymore, but we can still be a team. I think it would have been a nice setup. The problem here is I don't expect them to believe Team Rocket right now. They, they're basically doing the same thing they always do. So maybe that's my problem with it. I can understand that. I, As I said, I my big problem, again, was that I really... I went into it with the wrong expectations and got disappointed by this episode. So that's my problem, not really an episode's fault. Jay? Uh, like I said earlier, I was a little bit disappointed. Just it, it, the, the episode felt very disingenuous to me. Similar to like what you said, I don't think Team Rocket's going to leave Team Rocket anytime soon. Um, it was it. It wasn't the worst episode out of all of the ones up to date, but definitely wasn't a strong contender to be one of the best. Mm-hmm. On the plus side, they finally did call Butch Butch, mm-hmm. even though at one point he thought it was wrong. Is like, oh wait, no, that's that's actually my name. Yeah, which but is actually I keep telling you. Oh wait, no, that one's right. All right, but. On to the next episode. Lighting the way home. Wait, which one was this? Sophocles' episode. <laughs> oh oh no. boy! Oh boy! Uh, so, Ash and Go... <laughs> they, they meet up with Sophocles. Yeah, in Moss Deep City at the Space Center. R- Rich, we generally do this thing every time we see somebody return. Do, do you, Richard, do you, do you have something? anything you want to say, buddy? It's not Sophocles' worst episode. That is the sad part. Sophocles is probably my least favorite Alola companion. (laughs) Okay, so I will say that. I'm so glad we're all somewhat of the mindset because when I saw him pop up, I was like, bro, not again. Come on, please. Not not again. Come on, man. 
I was, I, I will admit, I almost skipped this episode when I saw it was Sophocles. I, I really did. I was like, bro, no, not again. I'm not going through another episode with him. I'm not. And I, I, I got through it. I, I got through it. I think this might have been no. It's, I can't even say it was my least favorite because there's another one down the road that is my, I, that is my least favorite. But this one, this one almost hit uh, least favorite out of all the episodes, out of all twelve. Yeah, but they basically get to the space center, and Ash claims that there's a Talon flame in space. But Go has to correct him and say that's a satellite called Talon flame. All right, this is not the first time I felt this way. This part or, or the whole series of journeys, but I'm just gonna say it. Go. What do you see in him? Uh, yeah, the. Someone who it's, clearly has the passion to make up for the lack of the lack thereof that Go has. That's probably an adequate description. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you're going to be a great marriage counselor someday. Look, look, I I just call it as I see it. I'm not trying to hurt feelings. I'm not trying to beat around the bush. I call it as I see it. And tune in for our next series: Jay being a marriage counselor to anime couples. Hey, I I'm down. I was about to say, uh, somebody write that down, but we're already recording, so it works. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll watch this episode again in like a year or when we finally finish the series and then go, oh, yeah, we needed to film that video. Yeah, but anyways, they start talking, and what's his name? Uh, Sophocles has an Ampharos, which I really like Ampharos. I actually thoroughly enjoy it. But it's clumsy and hits knocks people out with its tail by accident because mm-hmm. that happens. But yeah, pretty much they're part <clears throat> of the Talent Flame return program. And it's uh, there's a whole bunch of Ampharos all over the world that are being used to direct the satellite home because it's the only way of producing the right light wavelength, apparently. I, I, I guess. I guess that's a way of putting it. I, I don't know. And they try and get it back the first time. It doesn't work. Sophocles' Ampharos kind of messes up. Up, And I noticed Score Bunny really seems to like the idea of space. Like, it was fascinated by all those machines and everything. True. So, yeah, I like Score Bunny as a, actually as a character in the series, because it's... It's actually got personality, but unfortunately we only see it every so often. I do remember when they met Opal for the first time and had to wear all that pink stuff. Uh, everybody was miserable, but but Score, but, but Cinderace was wearing the pink and it was actually enjoying it. Exactly. When Pokemon have personality, they can become some of the best characters in the series. That's why I like Totodile so much. It was so much fun in the original Johto series with its dancing. I, lo- I love Rock's Krogunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock Kroger to this day is still somebody I know somebody right now whose Krogunk is their favorite Pokemon because of the show. Be- specifically Brock's Krogunk. Yeah, I mean it's it stops mm-hmm. him from getting too crazy around women. But ultimately what they is- try and cheer they try and cheer up Ampharos and Grookey. There was a lot of Grookey in this part. I'm starting to notice. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later. Oh boy. Uh, but they basically help Ampharos out. They get back to the, not the museum, the space center, and they say, they basically, 
And Sophocles reveals that it's not even his Ampharos, it's his older cousin's, Big Mo. I'm glad you remembered his name because I never got to that part in Sun and Moon. I mean, ah. they said his name in the, the Journeys episode. I'm like, oh, I, Big Mo. Ah. <laughs> I know. I, I know. like I was paying attention to this episode. Oh, we'll get. I was paying too much attention to one episode, and we'll get into why that was such a bad thing later. But this wasn't a horrible episode. But it's just, ah. there's only so there's like I said, there's only so much I can care about returning characters when that's not why I'm here in the first place. This episode absolutely could have not been in the lineup, and it would not have made a difference mm-hmm. one way or the other on the overall season. Still not the worst episode we've gotten so far. Like I said, True. until something replaces the blue episode, that is my least favorite Journeys episode. Yeah, and that involves multiple annoying characters that are one-offs that will we'll have to wait and see if we get anything like that, which I hope we don't, unfortunately. Just... Oh, no, man. There was an episode <laughs> in this part that really almost got my goat for being the most like annoying and just it made me it made me sad richard do you have a least favorite episode because jay and i seem very upset over the episodes we haven't gotten to yet i don't know um there there's one episode i just don't like because i don't like the characters but they're not as annoying i found as the characters from the blue episode so yeah but, but i'm gonna be honest guys i went into this part i came out of this part and i was like i enjoyed this i had fun so i didn't have too many I'm going to be honest, I don't think there's an episode I didn't like, but there, like I said, there was an episode I had a huge problem with, but what's the next episode? An evolution in taste. The slow poke episode. I will say... The first half of this episode, I was largely bored by. I'm not going to lie. The first Mm -hmm. half, I was really uninterested in. The second half, um... Ah, well... (laughs) Synopsis... (laughs) so pretty much this is actually a sequel to an episode from pokemon journeys where uh ash and go go to slowpoke island and for go to try to catch a slowpoke he doesn't get one in that episode so he's like let's go back and so i can get one and pretty much um they're visiting the island and galar pokemon and the galar slowpoke uh, and Sloking show up to the island. And it's and... revealed that um, it's revealed that their tails are supposed to taste a certain way, but their tails are spicy because of a certain type of food they're eating. Exactly. And yeah, the, the whole reason the Galar Slowpoke are there are to offer their curry, if I remember correctly. It is curry. Yeah. Yep, it's curry. It's noodles. And wait, no, wait, sorry. The slowpoke, the original slowpoke were eating the noodles. Mm-hmm. And it was the Galarian that were having, yeah, the curry. Very yeah. good. So, sorry, I <laughs> I'm very I am very excited for what happened in this episode. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but like because I said, of how crazy it was. The first half is kind of boring. They find the food, they start eating it, and it's spicy and it's good. But then the slow was it slow king? Mm-hmm. The the Galarian Sloking and the regular Sloking, one of them removes their shell, and Ash and Go rightfully remember what happened last time, 
panic over it, but it's too late and it hits Ash. And um, J Ash um, becomes a bit different. Yo, mm -hmm. yo, my name is Ash and I'm here to say we got to get these folk folk to save the day. We about to go and get them to taste our food. And I know that is going to be a great move. Yeah, oh. Joe. Joe. Yeah, he, Joe. he starts rapping, but in the <laughs> that's better than anything he could have come up with. I will give you that. And <laughs> the, the thing is, the crazy thing is, in the Japanese version, they just start speaking English. It's weird. Really? It's weird. I need to go find. I'm gonna admit, I tried to find. I tried to use you. I thought Netflix would have had the original Japanese sub, so I tried to switch over, and I was like, "Oh no, it doesn't have it." I have got to go, and I I might pull it up while we're talking about it right now. It's terrifying. It's I think it's just terrifying. And the thing is, then Go gets hit with one of it, one of the shells, and he starts rapping too. And Pikachu is horrified by the whole thing, but Grookey <laughs> is into it. <laughs> hey, 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 my name no, is Go, no. and we going in, we about to have some good night then. No, oh, dude, we got the the, there was here. one line that made me upset, because I because Ash said, he didn't, he, Ash specifically said, go, 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 and it reminded me of Go saying, let's go, 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 and I was furious. <laughs> go, 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 go. Hey, they hey, spent the whole hey, half hey, of the episode yo, rapping. Hey, yo, it's hey. terrible. It's so bad. It's not this, boring. I will give them that. It's not boring. What this I loved was just how serious it was. Like, it, mm -hmm. it felt way more serious than it needed to be. And that's why I loved it so much. Because, like, you can tell the, the writer and the animator spent so much time like, yes, we need to make sure that this part is intense. We need to let them know that this is a serious clash of styles and that this might end up having one slow, uh, slow poke line just leaving the island completely because they can never agree on it ever again. And like, they started throwing the food at each other, like mid rap battle. They're like, yeah, 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 taste it, taste it, taste it. Hey, you we, got we, your curry and my noodles. Hey, you got your noodles and our curry. And then that's how they basically get the idea. Yeah, but I don't, but also they notice a giant pot flying above of as they're rapping, it's like, hey, look at what's up with that pot up there. Speaking of pot, probably what the writers were on when this episode was thought of. <laughs> it was um, great. I don't care what you say. This was, oh, no, this it was, was fantastic. But I'm just saying, in, nobody could think of this sober. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is probably the most entertaining, stupid episode we've gotten from this series because it's better than the, well, I don't know. I, I did like Magic Herp Jump, the other half of the original well, that's episode. That's when Ash and Go were jacked. That and then Magic and Magic Herp had abs. That was that was bizarre. I know. <laughs> but overall, they have a rap battle for the for the slow pump. Oh, they take some noodles and curry and combine them together, and it sounded good. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. Curry noodles. Curry noodles sound really delicious. Richard, I hope. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, I hope binging with Babish sees that episode and decides to make a spicy sweet noodle curry. I need it because I would I, if he were to create it and were to give a recipe on how to do it, or Alvin, anime with Alvin. If one of the two were to do it, I would create it. Absolutely. 
Richard, you made curry a couple, a week or two ago. I'm getting better with noodles for ramen. I think we need to do something about that. All right. All right. What? Well, it probably works. And I'll provide the wrap. Okay. Oh goodness. As, but yeah, yeah. This was like I said. It was a it. What I call a good episode, not necessarily, but it was an entertaining <laughs> episode, and sometimes that's even better. That's exactly the right way of saying that. All right, what's the next episode? Does it involve rapping? Unfortunately, no. That might make this episode uh, better. Out of their elements. The circus episode. Oh, I didn't like this episode. Not at all. This is the episode I was talking about with characters I didn't care for. (sighs) So pretty much... um, Go and Ash have won tickets to perform at the circus. That's not how that's not how that works in real life. But if it was, I'd be so hyped, especially if I got to do what Ash did. Like that shit was I'd love to learn how to do that thing in a day. Like, uh, 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 yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Get to, look at my little rope skill. Look at my little yo-yo. Mm. And Chloe decides to come along because there are evolutions there, because that's literally her only purpose in, in this show. I'm sorry to say it, but I'm not necessarily wrong on that. But yeah, so pretty much the two trapeze artists are, one does a fire show and one does an electric show. And they're wanting to evolve, but they kind of have a rivalry. And they're trying to evolve their Eevees using a thunder and firestone. And they slip as they're doing it and hit the other Pokemon with their stone, causing the other person's Eevee to evolve into the other uh, element. Yeah, and... but the but yeah, but they also have another character who they keep seeing, who like the last showman. They have him, and it's like, wait a minute, weren't you at the mines that one time we were there? Or, yeah, weren't you? Like they, they keep referencing this. You know, you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. like the head show person. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wait, y'all can't tell the difference between him. <sighs> They're so obvious. They're so different. Yeah, well, anyways, the last, the greatest showman basically just tells them, hey, uh, we have a performance to do. And Chloe, I, I, I have to stop for just one moment because Chloe tries to see, like, hey, I want to watch the show too. And she specifically calls Ash and Go her best friends. And I thought, based on what? Based on them being her best friends. Yeah, it's been, what, 10? Well, I guess it's only been four episodes since we saw her for any length of time. I, I was about to say, I mean, I would have believed if she had said Dawn or that other girl, Regina, who she almost dropkicked somebody to help help with her. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's part of the problem of, of they all, the series wants us to think that these are all three really close friends and we're all kind of like, um, no, they're not. Also, you mentioned something four episodes over any length of time. How much time passes between each episode? Because I swear their their timing or like their like pacing between episodes is non-existent because I'm like, how much time has passed between each episode? Like, mm-hmm. has it been a day? Has it been an hour? Has it been a week? Has it been two years? Like, I don't know. It has Speaking been two of, years. We will, Mm-hmm. We, will, we will get into that timing thing and pacing thing a little bit later. But with that being said, let's continue. Oh, wait, no. Well, I'm, well I still have the, uh, the spotlight. 
I honestly went into this episode kind of enjoying it and thinking that it would have been nice because the concept was nice. The They were going to evolve their Eevees. Awesome. I like the fact that they were like, I have the flaming passion of fire. I am here. I am the fire. Uh, I am the fire entertainer. I have the sparking. I am the spark. And I am the sparkling entertainer, the most electrifying entertainer that you will ever see. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. That's fine. I want to see what y'all do with y'all's Pokemon and your Eevees. And then like they switched them. And then they started acting like that was the worst thing on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, y'all act like y'all don't even love y'all Eevees. Like, or well, now you're, you're what were the yeah. names? Jolteon and Flareon. But no, they the, had the, uh, the names that he gave them. Oh, no idea. <laughs> Richard, look, Richard, look, Beatrice, Richard, look it up. Beatrice and one of them, I think, was named Beatrice. And then the, the guy, Billy, I think, was his name. His EV that turned into a Flareon. I can't remember which name. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know. But yeah, they basically decided we have to cancel the show because our EV can't, like, because our evolved forms can't do those routines we practice. Basically hurting the feelings of their evolved Pokemon, and they don't notice it until Chloe of all people's like, hey, um, you guys kind of suck. She didn't say you that, know, but she should have. But he and the thing, and that was also one of my big things. How is it that Chloe, of all people, of all the people that you would ever have to step up and be like, hey, you guys should really see what your Pokemon are doing to try to help make this show be a thing. Which is ridiculous to me, considering the fact that all they've ever had Chloe for out to point is to emphasize that Evie doesn't know what the flip it wants to be and to continue the speculation that we're more than likely getting a new Evie Lucian. Okay, so here are the names. It's uh, Toril and Bernice. Thank the two you. Those, those aren't fantastic like names, names, but... I'd I name I my Pokemon Toril and uh, Bernice. I would. Yeah, yeah, but Ash and Doe also help, and they're like, oh, well, your Pokemon are trying their hardest, and Eevee <sighs> is basically stealing half the... Mo- is using its... Copycat. Copy- yeah, and it's stealing like half the move. It's basically stealing half the moves and able to steal two moves at once because, um, eh, forget it. Yeah, and pretty much they, uh, Toril and Bernice decide that they're going to team up to create their own show or own act because they can't get along with either side, it seems like at this point. Right, because they're, they're, they're tra- their trainers are idiots. Mm-hmm. But they do the show, and Chloe gets to be part of it, which Chloe performing alongside our Pokemon. That's an interesting concept that I we're probably gonna have to talk about at some point. But they give the they give her Firestones and Thunderstones, and then the good twist, the guy who the they switch stones basically. The person who wanted the Jolteon gives her a Firestone. The person who wanted the Flareon gives her a Thunderstone, basically showing. Hey, we've learned our lesson, but th- yeah, this this was not my favorite episode. No, and it's yeah, I think it's just another episode so they could put Chloe in another episode before the end of the series. Yeah, I could see that. A- anything else, or what's next? The next episode 
is battling turned up to 11. Was this the one Richard, where... Richard, um, what, 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 what could you, what's this episode? Which one was this? So this is Ash's World Coronation Series episode against Marty. This Pretty is the episode that... I was talking about. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay, boys, what were your thoughts on this? Jay, what was your thoughts on this episode? Overall thoughts. To be honest, I was more distracted by how good of a brother Pierre is, how good of a role model Pierre is, excuse me, and the one moment, in my opinion, that stole the entire episode. All right, make sure I want you to hold on to me tight, all right? Uh, could we go a little bit faster? Safety's first is my rule. Like, I, love P- I love Pierre's. I love him so much. Like that was to me, that moment stole the entire episode. I was like, you know what, you know what, this is this is a great episode right here. Boom, I'm 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 happy. Richard, I enjoyed the episode. I wish Pierre had more time. As I said, I wished a lot of the gym leaders had had a lot more time. Who the hell is Pierre? Or Pierce? Why are you like this? (laughs) You know, it's his real name. Okay, um, I'm going to be honest. This episode started off really good for me, and then some issues came up. So Ash and Go arrive at Spike Mouth and be like, oh, well, we got some advice from these helpful members of Team Yell. And Team Yell is basically someone like, oh, hey, you're Ash, you're challenging Marnie? Well, head to Spike Mouth, and you'll have a battle at that gym. And they're very friendly. Only for them to in for Ash and Go to interrupt band practice, apparently. Yeah. And we have Piers, his obstagoon, and we have Toxtricity, probably my favorite Galar Pokemon. I love Toxtricity. One plays oh, guitar, one plays bass. It's it I'm not gonna lie, I kinda wish the episode was just them listening to band practice. Yeah. Oh, you forgot Rillaboom is also is the drummer for the band. That's right. But yeah, so that pretty much leads to uh, Pierce saying that, oh, they tricked you. I'll help you. And of course, we get to the night, uh, the motorcycle scene. And not, not to mention, though, Ash goes with Pierce and Go, um, Go doesn't. Yeah, he's like, I'll walk there. I'm not going to lie, I thought he did for a second. But as, but like Pierce said, he was like, okay, let's... Sadly, he didn't take a page out of Yusei's book from Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, and he didn't say, let's rev it up, but I assume he wanted to. But as he's dri- they're driving by slowly on the motorcycle, there's a car passing them, and there's a baby in the backseat just staring daggers at Pikachu, like... <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that like, Pierce was the best part of this episode. I loved him. Exactly. But Pierce also basically says, hey, Marty wants to win because she wants to bring attention to Spike Mouth because I don't like doing in Dynamaxing or Gigantamaxing. So nobody really comes to my town. And it talks about how Team Yell's a little overzealous and wants to help Marty in the worst way possible. Honestly, I... This a tiny little nitpick. It feels more like they describe stuff about Marnie rather than Marnie just mm-hmm. doing stuff herself. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I've seen that a lot, actually. Yeah, maybe it's bias for me in particular, because I think the sword, Hop, Bede, and Marnie from Sword and Shield are overall some of the best best rivals, because May and Wally, like, they're good, but Wally doesn't do a whole lot in his game. Dawn and Lucas don't do a whole lot in their game either. I just, I enjoy all three of them, so I was excited, and only to find out, Marnie didn't do a whole lot this episode. Yeah, we get her internal dialogue during the battle, and that's like the only time that they are showing she wants to do something, but it's just supposed to be reinforcing what was said earlier. Yeah, yeah, but she has her more pecked. Oh, they, character-wise, she, they did fine with her, but I, I don't know. They get there just on time, and, and somebody from Team Yellow is yelling at Ash, like, hey, you showed up too late. And Ash somehow hears this and signals out that one person and starts yelling back at them, which... Bro, that would be fun. I, that was funny to me, too. I was like, he was like, you can't wait! You're not... And he was like, yeah, you're the one that told me to go to the wrong place and make me late in the first place. Loser! I'm gonna get like, Pikachu scowled too. Pikachu was like, <laughs> yeah, but and we also see Go gets there and he rushes up. I literally thought Go just jogged alongside, or honestly, it would have been funnier. At Go walking, they got there faster than the motorcycle. That would have been that funny. Would have been, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. But turns out he took a ca- taxi. We're like, oh, Corviknight, nice. You could catch one. Oh no, it's gone. Yeah. Ah, but yeah, we get. Um... I guess this is this is an ultra battle in this case for yeah. uh, between Marty and Ash and Gengar versus Grimmsnarl. And Marty also tells off Team Yell, like, this is not how I want to win. Win. And it sounds like I've been really positive about this episode, but th- but right here, this is where it kind of starts to lose me. Okay. The battle the battle starts off and Ash is kind of dominating, but then Marty kind of gets the edge. She Dynamaxes or Gigantamaxes or whatever, and this is kind of where it starts to lose me. I've talked before, Gigantamaxing and Dynamaxing is never really done all that right in this series, and based on what I've heard about the Masters 8, that doesn't change. Mm. But I I don't know, I just felt like the battle was kind of lacking, especially the ending of it. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it pretty much ends with Oh, yes, go ahead. So it ends, and of course the three-turn rule of Gigantamaxing is a thing, and Gengar pretty much pulls its eyelids apart to stay awake from Grimmsnarl's attack, which, um, sure, I I guess. And Marnie comments, oh, that's the first time anybody's ever done that. I'm like, you're you're just, you're not making these moves feel special if people could just do this and stay awake through it. (laughs) And then Gengar swallows Grimstarl with an attack, and they both go back to normal. Oh, so Mar- so Marnie's like, okay, use Stomping Tantrum. And Pierce is like, oh, Stomping Tantrum? That's a move that's powerful if the move before it didn't connect. And then Ash says, Gengar, use Shadow Ball. And then it connects, and Ash wins. Ash wins life. <laughs> <sighs> I I I I didn't like that. Yeah. We're, unfortunately, we're at the part where they're not going to probably let Ash lose until 
maybe in the Masters 8. We just don't know quite yet. I don't even need him to lose. I just make his win. Like, let me put it to you this way. He's winning these battles, but it's not making him look good. It's making his opponents look like losers. Because safe to say Ash's best rivalry or battle has been against Rinto. You're not wrong. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like that battle was back and forth. It had Surfetched evolving. So when Gallade lost, it's like you lost to a Pokemon that evolved. That doesn't make you look bad. If anything, you looked good for lasting that long. I, I don't know. I, the battle's not great. Yeah, it starts off pretty well because it does have a back and forth at the start, but it's only like one time. It's so. Yeah. And this episode felt like an obligation. Like, oh, Gala characters. Uh, let's let's throw Marnie. Let's throw Marnie in there. Like, it, that's kind of why I didn't. Li- On the surface, I really liked it, but then I realized. This feels kind of like an obligation. Like, they kind of... And it felt rushed. I don't know. If it had been multiple episodes spread out, maybe I would have loved it. But I wasn't into this. Yeah, and... In our previous video, we talked about characters that we had wanted to... uh, Specifically, would have been nice to see return. And it's like, oh, this felt like an obligation instead of a really nice episode we could have gotten with more of the gym leaders and stuff from here because we haven't gotten everybody and we probably won't but regardless this regardless they have their battle it ends ash moves to ash moves from like 30 something to 15 which is weird i thought he was like at 80 something so i clearly i'm not paying attention or the writers aren't that is very true and we get Marnie yep. does her smile. She she shakes Ash's hand and says, I won't lose next time. And I'm like, I'd like that. I'd like if she came, if she was like, man, I'm not going to lose and I'm going to keep fighting. We're not going to see her anymore, are we? Maybe in the stands, but that'll be it. <laughs> yeah. I'm really looking forward to one day when we review the Sword and Shield games. But overall, like this, this, this episode wasn't it for me. I wasn't having fun with it. I can understand that. Except for Piers, the best the best character in the episode. Mm-hmm. All right. So this one actually kind of has a sequel episode because it takes place like the next day, and they actually say it's like the next day. Meeting up with the monarch. So this is the one that they're still in, uh, wherever the they're in the Gala region still. Goes going out to catch Pokemon, and Ash goes to see Leon battling at the stadium. He basically ditches Go. Mm-hmm. I found that a little funny. Yeah. So we learned that, um, oh God, what's his name? From uh, Sinnoh is in the Masters 8. Flint. Uh, Flint. Okay. And they're having their a battle, and Flint gets beaten by uh leon and leon's now standing in the lobby signing autographs signing autographs taking selfies kissing babies that sort of thing he's gonna Mm -hmm. run for president next what do you think this is all for this is just to build up his uh ability to become a good president i'd vote for him but Uh. regardless i i did like this episode go ditching aside but it's not like he got left he sonia meets up with him and he's terrified to get in her car 
And to be honest, I completely see why, and I completely agree with them on not wanting to do that. It, it, it's Sonia. Uh, she should. She could have asked. She could have asked to hit. I like Sonia. She she's funny, but she also provides some really good kind of exposition for Leon because she basically says, "Hey, he didn't have a lot of friends growing up because of all of his Pokemon stuff, uh, and he's he's not really perfect." Like, his sense of direction is terrible, which we saw a lot in this episode, because they're supposed to go to the map, the sea to train. He, Leon parks his car with Ash, and he's like, uh, hey, um, aren't we supposed to go to the sea? And Leon's like, change of plans, we're training in the mountains. Uh, yeah, that was, that was very entertaining, and I think it's, a large part of this episode is supposed to be paralleling Ash and Leon as they were the weird kid who was obsessed with Pokemon when, before they were trainers, but I we still don't never under- seen. I still don't understand that. Like, it doesn't everybody in this world love Pokemon? Right. But the thing is, we never saw much of Ash as a little kid. We've seen it in, like, two or three flashbacks, and he's nice to everybody. Like, I mean, the flashback with Serena, he's helping her when she's scared. And it's like, okay, well, they don't portray that anywhere else. If anything, uh, and I, this is not a detriment, it's just something I noticed. I noticed that he said things like, oh, Leon was obsessed with Pokemon, so we didn't have a lot of friends growing up. If anything, that kind of feels more similar to Go than it does Ash. Unless mm-hmm. they're trying to say that Go, that basically Leon is the adult version of Fuse, Go, and Ash, which they could be doing. But I don't know. I thought, I think it was bad. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Also, Sonia says, oh, well, well, it's also he was taking care of his younger brother. And I was like, his younger brother? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, wait three or four more parts. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was trying to be nice and just leave it at that, but okay. <laughs> but basically, and one of the things I also love is that Leon basically points out, I'm scared I can't get any stronger because they flash back to the Eternatus arc, which I'm going to be honest, I completely forgot that arc happened. It was in the original journeys, so yeah. Yeah, but he basically says, I couldn't stop Eternatus, and I fear that I can't get any stronger. It's a really nice moment, because you get some, you get a lot of good moments from Leon this episode, especially when they're playing with Wulu and Dragapult and just a whole variety of other Pokemon. It's, it's, it's a really nice. Jay, what do you think? I, I, I agree. I think the... Um... I think the scene, I really enjoyed the scene where like he had the Charizard and they were flying up. I'm very curious because in one shot we see that they were going up the waterfall and he purposefully had his tail out of the out of the waterfall. But then we go to another shot and it looks like everything was under the water, including the tail. And I was like, that Isn't, doesn't seem too right now. It, I, I mean, yeah, but maybe it's a case of, oh, we wouldn't want Char- Charizard's tail to get wet because um the Pokedex entry. And I'd be thinking, but isn't that just a Charmander thing? Doesn't it evolve out of that? I don't know. It was, it was weird. One would think that it would evolve out of that, but nobody ever confirmed that it does. So I'm going to assume that at any stage of its evolution, if that tail fire goes out, it's a complete scheme. So if that yeah. if 
if Ash versus Leon happens, and that's, how, and that's how it ends, it's going to be a very depressing end to the series. Oh, absolutely. They kind of say it is that, because um, going back to the Orange Islands, when in the episode where Charizard becomes, uh, actually starts listening to Ash, the, the whole thing, there's the part where they mentioned that if its tail goes out, it'll die then. So, and it's maybe on the it's like Leon's Charizard is so badass, just, the rules don't apply. I could see that. You know what? That's fair. Yeah, but yeah. they also help some Corviknight and their baby. He's he's in like a real because it's doing the thing where it's like, oh, they're both really caring about these Pokemon and playing with them and everything. Like I, I, I really like this episode. I thought I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it it highlighted. Probably my favorite uh, Galar Pokemon in Corviknight being a large part of this. So I was happy with that. Yeah. Anything else? Or do we move on to the next episode? I say move on. Yeah, oh, there's... But th- wait, there was one more thing. When Go called Ash and Ash said, I'm going to spend time with Leon, but I, Go said, I would have wanted to hang out with Leon too. He sounded oh, yeah, so jealous. And oh, that. And then we get uh, Sonia showing up. Yeah, and Leon says, you know, we could have brought Go with us. And Ash is like, eh. He'll be all right. He basically said, eh. <sighs> so, all right. So next episode, a one-stick wonder. Oh. <laughs> this, this is was... a Grookey-centered episode. This was fine. Yeah, um, they pretty much go and Asher in the middle of woods. They don't say if they're in the Galar region or not, but they're probably in the Galar region. And they are, they come across a Thwacky, the evolved form of Grookey, but it only has one of its two sticks. Yeah, yeah he, he basically was like, I don't need two sticks. I can make it work with one. Uh, 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 uh. But at first, he couldn't. But they also, there's also a lot of curry in this episode, which was just making me hungry at that point. But basically, they go through, they go through the episode, and Thwacky, they notice Thwacky, Go tries to catch it, despite the fact he could just evolve his Grookey like any normal person. Mm-hmm. And, and they notice, oh, it only has one stick because of its Pokedex entry or something like that. And this is after they've completely stuffed themselves full of curry. Full of curry. The Thwacky goes off and like, oh, well, let's have some more curry so we can attract some wild Pokemon to catch. Which, it, I it, mean, it, is not a bad idea. Yeah, it, it basically just turned into them finding a bunch of more Thwacky, another Grookey, and a Rillaboom, the final evolved form. And they're mm-hmm. having a drum off and... The Thwacky that they meet can't keep up because it only has one stick as opposed to two. Yeah, so, and it runs off because it's ashamed that it can't play, I guess. I thought it it got ran off because it couldn't. I mean, a couple of them were like, hey, it's okay. I don't know. It was kind of confusing because half, Mm -hmm. some of them seemed like they wanted him gone. The others seemed like, I guess it was its mate and its child. I don't know. They didn't specifically say that's what it was, but I, you could it could have been inferred. I don't know. Oh, but it, it's not a bad episode, but just, I don't know. It showed Grookey's kinder side. I, and, and, and I don't remember if this was the episode in particular, but it also, 
Go also pointed out at one point, you know, Grookey, you could be a little less rambunctious. And I'm like, that's what I've been saying the whole time. That's what I feel like that's what Jay's been saying the whole time. This Grookey will not sit its ass down. I'm just saying, I had a point before I had a point. I'm just saying, that's all I'm saying. But yeah, they pretty much they give the Thwacky special training and it gets faster with its one stick. So it's able to keep up with the rest when they have two. Yeah, but I, I'm not. I feel like this is an episode that ordinarily would have Team Rocket getting involved, but Team Rocket really was not involved at this part. Yeah, I'm trying to think. When was was the last episode we saw them? The yeah, the last episode we saw them was their episode in episode five. We did not see them for seven episodes after that hey they had to redeem themselves for that weird romance episode with (laughs) pincer and Heracross. (laughs) then again the cassie butch episode wasn't fantastic either but what are you gonna do but overall they they basically save the day and they get i i I, there's not a whole lot to say about this episode it was it was kind of i I was kind of bored yeah if i remember correctly just go try to say that uh, Grookey could stay if he wanted. Yeah, because it seemed happy, which I wasn't in love with. It was better than when he tried to pawn off Rabbit to those other people, though, because at least this this one was short and sweet. It's just like, oh, no, Grookey wants to stay with you and starts grooming him. Yeah, I I, I was just annoyed. He's like, go, we've gone through this lesson before and we're doing this again. Okay. It, it, to be fair, maybe he just wants to get rid of Grookey because he knows that, not, that he knows that Grookey's a controversial character in this series. People do not like Grookey. Now, well, it failed as it, its uh, drug mule duties, so... <sighs> I don't want to talk about that episode anymore. <laughs> Jay, you've been quiet. Are, are we kind of at the same point where it's like, eh, this episode was just sort of there? Yep. 100%. 100%. I... Uh... Like, I think the one part of the episode that I was like, huh, kind of cute, was when he was like, you can go if you want to, I know, they're so much cooler than me. And he just jumps on his head and he was like, ah, Corky, what are you doing? And Ash was like, what it looked like, it looked like he's grooming. Which, I gotta admit, for somebody who has a lot of common sense about something, go was stupid as hell when he was like, grooming, what? Especially since they already looked it up earlier. It's like, oh, thwack. Oh, sometimes these Pokemon groom each other for trust and friendship or something like that. He, he's starting to get Ash's memory because he doesn't seem to remember a whole lot that he learns from the Pokedex. It's what? a ground type. I choose Pikachu. Yeah, it's a ground type. I choose Pikachu. Oh, it's Trico. So is it a water type? All right. Are we ready for the final episode? We're at the final episode already. Oh, wow. de- oh dear. The final episode. What's it called? Battling in the Freezing Raid. It's <coughs> Oh, this episode. Yeah, I so really the- want to get Jay's perspective because I feel like you have not been enjoying the Project Mew episodes as of late. I will admit, I will say this much about this episode. I think of all of my all of the Project Mew episodes. Minus the Moltres one. This one might have been 
one of my favorites. And I will say that on the caveat, Gary was in this episode. But I'll, I will, I'll flip him, course. <laughs> <laughs> but I will also say, Gary being in this episode also draws a lot of my problems. One of which being, why the hell does it seem like Gary got like three or four years older than Ash? Like, has he always been older than Ash or did I miss something? Like, I was always led to believe he was 10 when Ash was 10. And, and had a car with a car look, full of cheerleaders. Who were like I, 20. I was, all led, I was always led to believe the man was the same age. Now I'm looking at him next to Ash going, um, Horace? What's his name, Horace? No, that's a, so. Horace. Very good. Uh, I'm, and now I'm seeing him standing next to all three of them, and he's head and shoulders above all of them, literally and figuratively. And I'm like, how did this happen? I did kind of have a problem with Gary, and I'll sum it up in a, back, in a quote from Back to the Future. He's an asshole. <laughs> You're not. He was... He was bothering me this episode. Like, I I know he's trying to help in his own Gary way, but I was kind of getting sick of his attitude at some point. Oh, yeah. I, I will agree with you. This episode, I can't defend how he acted this episode. I know I defended the last time we had uh, Gary in the episode, but As this time, I, I can't defend this one. Dude was a straight asshole from the moment we saw him. He said... He said, crying out loud, why'd you say that? Because it's you. Because I knew you was going to be here and you're the reason because you're so emotional. That's why I said it. I was like, dang, bro, are you good? Richard, how do you feel about your best, how do you feel about your favorite rival, Gary? How was he this episode? Yeah, he was, how to put it? over overconfident but not in a good way <laughs> and then he he really i've noticed he brings out the worst in go like go gets always has bad episodes in my opinion when gary's around because yeah and that's the thing I, I started to like go a lot less this episode and i've said before he's probably the person who's keeping me the most invested in journeys but i'm like you know, go. I don't love you this episode, but I'm not liking Gary this episode either. It, it, is Horace my favorite character for this episode? Is is he an answer? Yes. Yeah, Horace in this oversized, goofy-looking shirt. Hey, man, I don't care. Horace, Horace was the unsung hero of their entire mission this episode <laughs> because he was the only one. I don't care. Gary was too narrow-minded to the fact of like you all need to listen to me and we can win like he was so narrow-minded to that that he couldn't realize that oh shit go is not listening because he doesn't like me which i'm sure he knows that but like he was so like wanting to make sure go did it couldn't see anything going on ash was just happy to fucking be there he didn't care if they won or lost Furthermore, why I it bothers me because we've talked about this a couple times before. But why does Ash not straight up say, "Yeah, this is my friend Gary"? He, he said Gary is not that bad. Are we sure Gary's kind of a piece of crap? Was a piece of crap this episode, bro? And and that's the thing though. Like Gary has always been a little shite burger. We know that 
He's gotten work. Like, there have been moments he hasn't been as much of one. And there have been moments where, like, okay, we can kind of redeem you because you're being a little bit better. But, like, since we brought him back in journeys, absolutely not. He has been ass, ass, and more ass. Like, dude, <laughs> he he has made sure to let y'all know, not to, to steal a quote from a professional wrestler, I'm better than you. And you know it. Maybe Gary and was jealous of Go because he because Go got the chance to rap and Gary didn't. <laughs> yo, yo, hey. No, yo. no, stop. We're not, yo, do, hey, we're not yo, doing hey, this again. Yo, hey. We're not doing this again. But the episode starts and Go's all depressed because um, a project muting is happening and it requires teamwork. And Ash is like, oh, you'll be fine. And Go's like, oh, okay, I guess you're right. It wasn't the. Mm. It was. It was specifically battling and cooperation, and mm-hmm. I don't understand why Go was so like, huh? It's not the battling part that gets me. It's cooperation. Like you haven't been with Ash cooperating this whole time. Like what do you mean, dude? To, to be fair, how many group projects have we been a part of where I've been sulking about it? Okay, but to be fair. You saw some of the people we had to work with. You know the people we've had to work with. I wasn't going to say nothing just in case they find this, but sure, why not? Oh, I'm going to stand 10 toes down. It's a miracle we got our degrees with some of the shite burgers we had to work with. I'm going to say it for what it is. I'm not going to call names, but they know who they are. They know if we work together. Uh... So. I didn't have any of the same classes as them, so I have no idea what they're talking oh, about. No, no, we had anatomy. We had astronomy together. That's not technically not true. But, but there were no group projects in there. Uh, it, the whole so, thing. Anyways. Okay, so Ash <laughs> and Go oh, go on their merry way. They tried to find Articuno, and uh, they, they ran into some problems, including a lot of trainers who were quitting. Like, hey, we were supposed to be on Project Mule, but... We suck at our jobs, so um, we quit. I, bro, yeah. that one kid that they were like, bro, he was like, bro, I've been here forever. I don't, I don't know which way is which. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I, my feet hurt. I'm going home, bro. They didn't even. It, he said he was lost, but they didn't even give him directions out. He could still be there. Yeah. I hope if they come back here in a later season, they just find a whole bunch of skeletons all around the place. They don't even address oh it. God. It's just. <laughs> Damn. It's just the, that was the, so much darker than what I was expecting. Ah. Well, it's Project Mew. They have they ever shown that they actually care about the people that they're trying to hire? And no. people say I'm the messed up one on this channel. Are you guys sure about that? Yes. Oh, dang. You said that would have quit me. But anyways, they go down the hole and they see Horace, an old friend of Go, and the best part of this whole episode. Because I'm going to be honest, I really like this episode, but after we dissected it, I'm kind of like, ugh. Um, Gary, you kind of brought the worst out of everybody here. You're not really a good leader. And that's the thing, though. He only brought the worst out of Go. Because even Horace was like, look, man, it might not be so bad to have somebody else. Clearly, he knows what he's doing. So, like, maybe we should work with him. And, like, he Horace invited him to the group. Immediately go with like you need to ask and vote with the other people of the group before inviting someone else. 
And I was like, whoa, go. First off, first off, dude hasn't said more than maybe 10 words to you. Yes, you might not have liked what he had to say, but ain't no need for all of that, my guy. Two, (laughs) clearly Gary knows something that y'all don't because he was there waiting on y'all so well and he was hiding behind the block of ice for a dramatic reveal like dude were you hiding back there did you have to go to the bathroom or something and why were you just hiding <laughs> he was standing next to vegeta who is also hiding in the ice oh, God. I, <sighs> who was conveniently standing next to this episode i thought to myself you know Gary's not my favorite, but he is a good character. He has these moments. And then I saw this episode, I'm like, oh, well, that's what I get. (laughs) But they find Articuno, and Articuno smacks their Pokemon around a bit. They send out more Pokemon, they get smacked around a bit. And and it's clear that they're not doing that much damage. And I will admit, one of the best parts is that it showed that had they fought together as a team, maybe things would have gone better. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. absolutely. 100%. Yeah. That, we've talked about how Gary isn't portrayed as a good leader throughout this. The sad part is at the end when they get who that they all, uh, all three go, uh, Horace and uh, Gary all passed. But Gary gets one for leadership and Horace gets one for teamwork, pretty much. Or support, I guess. Because he had oh, yeah. a guard of war that kept healing them. That's right. Okay, yeah, it was support. But it's like, what if Gary was such a good leader, wouldn't he have been able to figure out that Go was having issues with how he was leading and and trying to figure out a new way of doing this? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm not going to lie, Jay. If we ever did a group project with Gary, I would immediately sell him out and be like, this is not, wor- this is not working. Professor Conway, this is not working. That's fair. Absolutely. 100%. I agree. But it does, like, go... And the thing is, at the end, Gary's like, oh, well... Like, Go and Gary basically talk to each other like human beings for the first time ever. It's mm-hmm. nice, and then the episode kind of just ends. Yeah. Um... I liked this episode, and then we talked about it, and now I kind of don't like this episode anymore. <laughs> Uh, I will say one thing that I was like, okay, this actually, and I will say the one thing, excuse me, the one thing I really do like about this episode is that it did get me excited for the next Project Me related episode. Which is something I don't think they've done basically the whole time, because as we've talked about, Go doesn't really need Project Mew to catch Mew. I mean, maybe Horace needs it because he wants to catch Celebi, because, um, Yeah. But I don't think, but go. Somebody had this real twisted theory about Mew. Go for it. I want to say that that Chloe's Evie was Mew or something like that. I don't know. It it was a weird theory, and I'm like, ah, uh, I hope that's not the case. Yeah, no, I really hope not. But this, I could see them doing it. Unfortunately. All right, so. Like I said, I enjoyed this part for the most part. Like I think it this ep- this part did the its best episodes where it was when it focused on Galar stuff, um, and that's not even me saying because I've been wanting it. I just think character wise and just like with Alistair, 
with Sonya and Leon, and I guess to an extent with Marnie and mainly Peters, is I just think character-wise, they did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, the best non-episode, of course, was the one with Francois and Red. Yeah, and uh, but the number one best episode was not even the whole episode. It was just that half where they were rapping. Absolutely. Joe, uh, okay. Joe, hey, Joe. Joe, Joe, hey, At this Joe. point, I was going to ask Richard if he was going to rap, but I'm like, no, I want to keep subscribers. I, I, I want to keep the subscribers we have. Okay, <sighs> so this is probably the last, this is the last thing we're filming before the, probably the end of Ash versus Leon. Mm-hmm. What do you guys, th- do you, who do you guys think is going to win? And what do you want to, who, who do you want to win? And who do you think is going to win? I think Ash is going to win now, but I would prefer Leon to win. At least if Ash is going to continue being the main protagonist and have, he needs something still to strive for, even if it's not the same as what it was. Jay? I want Leon to win. I believe Ash is going to win, but I want Leon to win because I want him to follow the path of the video game, if that makes sense. Because he hasn't been getting gym battles. Or like he hasn't been getting like gym badges. He's basically just been like, oh, I'm fighting all of these different people from all of these different regions. But if he loses to Leon, decides there's another way I can face you. He goes through the gym challenge, goes back after Leon a second time and says, I may not have been able to beat you in the World Coronation Tournament, but I guarantee I could beat you if we go back one more time, one-on-one for the Pokemon League Championship of Gallon. And would, there, Ash could win. He could. I'd be fine with it. There. Would you like, still want Leon to be the quote-unquote number one trainer in the world? Or would you want someone else to take that first? Uh, I would want him to... Hmm, if, it, if he could continue to keep it after losing to Ash in the Elite Four situation deal, then yes. If it would mean that Leon would be stripped of that number one status because he lost to somebody there, then no. Because I feel like if they could separate the two, so like separate the World Coronation and have it be its own thing, and then have the Gala Region Championship deal, gym challenge as its own thing. There we go. I'm sorry. Gym challenge as its own thing. I would be cool with that, but I also would want him to lose his Alola title at some point. I don't want Ash having too many championships around his metaphorical waist. That is also true. All right, but I so, guess I should say mine. I think Ash is. I think Ash might be winning, but honestly, I want a tie. Okay. So Leon's Leon's whole story is that he feels like he can't get any stronger. If Ash beats Leon and becomes number one, I don't look. I can believe them that they would write it, but I still don't believe that it's been fully earned. Also, with the way they write Ash of him losing every now and then to random people, 
if you have him go through that when he's the champion and number one, it makes the championship feel meaningless. And if you just have him win all the time, then you have a character, you basically have Leon, who's like, I don't feel like I can grow. If there's a tie, it proves Ash is pretty much on Leon's level, but it also proves that he still has a little bit to grow. And Leon thinks, wow, I'm still technically number one, but he pushed me to my limit. I think I have ways that I can improve. I don't know. I think a tie could really help with that. Is it the most popular opinion? No, because people want Ash to win and will act like the series will be terrible if he doesn't, which is stupid to me. But overall, I think I want a tie. I want a tie. So, off the back of you saying you want a tie, who would be the final two Pokemon to face each other that would cause the tie? Uh, Pikachu and Charizard? Leon's Charizard? You, 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 would, you would give it the Pikachu and Charizard? Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Separate is I could see them doing something if they wanted to make highlight the uh, the games are coming out like the next week because I think next week is the final part of their battle or something. And pretty much go, okay, have their battle end, and then it's like two weeks later, at or um, Leon versus Gita, I guess is her name from. Uh, the Peldea region. She's the best champion there, apparently. And she beats Leon or something, and that's like, oh, there's this whole region that just joined everything. Now you got to go there. There's the series. I don't know how I feel about that, but does my theory does what I want sound crazy? Does it sound awful? I want to know thoughts, because I've had this for a good bit, that I want it to be a tie. Oh, no, that... I can't talk. I don't know. Maybe it's the scatterbrain. Um, <laughs> realistically, no, that truly sounds like, in my opinion, one of the best ways to get an ending out of this that wouldn't just completely melt either side of the Pokemon fandom. Because, you know, you got people that are like, we want Ash to win. We're only going to continue to support if Ash wins. The other side, we want Leon to win. We don't care. We just want Leon to win. And it's just like, okay, either way, man. Yeah, I'm kind of one of those people who's like, I prefer one ending, but I'm going to be honest, you guys are taking the fun out of this because y'all care way too much. There are people who have right. told me, I'm going to stop. If Ash loses, I'm going to stop watching. I'm like, okay, that's oh. fine. I don't care. I don't care. All right. All right. I mean, do you, I guess. I still prefer your older ending where Ash turns heel and, uh, Punches Leon in the dick after falling. Oh, to his now knees. you prefer. Now you decide it's a good ending <laughs> because New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, stole it in the first place. Ah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, but I still think that would be absolutely hilarious. And now we get Ash as the evil team leader. Works for me. Either that or Leon or Leon beats at Ash and then says, "Hey, Ash, you did a good job. You did good, but you still lost." You remember part of our bet, right? What are you talking about? Remember when we talked off screen, you have to shave your head. What? Shave your head. Ash does it, and then it's like, oh, by the way, we were all joking about that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ash Ketchum's punishment. He lost the challenge. It just turns into an Impractical Jokers episode. <laughs> and the whole time Ash is like, oh, you guys got me. Well, I'd be thinking, ah, nice prank, but now I have to, now I have to smack all y'all. 
Especially you, Gary. You were mean to go, and poor Horace had to carry that whole episode by himself. He really did. He really <laughs> did. Yeah, but a lot of other people have been saying that they want Ash, Go, and Chloe to continue because the Paldia region technically has three stories for Scarlet and Violet, and I'm like, I'd be cool with that, but if they can't write Chloe right in this series, what makes you think they'll do better with another one? Facts. Yeah, and it's, okay, which one does, yeah, which one does she focus on? We have, yeah, neither story really fits Go or Chloe, because they fit, they both, uh, two of them fit Ash much better than the other two. Well, they're, no, they're just going to have, they're going to make something brand new for Chloe, and then they're going to have Dawn return and help her with it 16 times. And they're going to ignore you. all the others. I'm telling you, it's not going to be anything except for the fact that they still haven't finished introducing that new evolution. They're going to go to the new, they're going to go to the new region, and they're going to be like, I heard there's a new evolution here that was never discovered before. Ah! And that's the one that the uh, Chloe Union. No, she's going to hold all the stones that have been given to her. She's going to trip, and all of the stones are going to touch Evie, and it's going to evolve into some hybrid mess of evolution. Or but all it, of them touching her, touching it at the same time, is going to kill it and turn it into a ghost type. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> How do you evolve Evie with a brick? Ah, I, now that's an Everstone you can never take back. Um, okay, I, thoughts on this on this part? Um, <laughs> it, it was. I think I liked it more before we started talking about it, and before we started realizing that Gary's the worst. Marty can't do anything for herself. Apparently, <laughs> he, Ash and Go goes a better rapper than Ash, and just a plethora of other things. But overall, I, I still liked it. Am I excited to watch the rest of Journeys? Not particularly, but uh, but I, I, I enjoyed this part for the most part. Well, since I've already been told by a lot of people that, that it gets bad, I have a feeling that I'm actually going to enjoy more of it than... Because all the parts that people keep saying that, oh my god, it's a great part, I haven't liked. I think similar to you, Alex. Oh boy. The, we're, it, <laughs> I'm scared for the Serena episode because I'm scared for it. Yeah, we'll get to that probably in the next part. Probably. Jay, what were your thoughts on this part? Uh, wasn't terrible. Wasn't my favorite part. Had a lot of moments where I was kind of like, oh, I could have done without seeing this. Except for the rapping. The rapping was awesome. And the bit with the motorcycle. Um, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more battling than we got. Um, I mean, overall, like I said, uh, I feel like I'm the exact opposite of you, Alec. I feel like I've started liking this part a little bit more following the, us talking about it, except for Gary, because Gary is an asshat, um, forward and backwards. Um, but Regardless, uh, yeah, no, I, I went from being about a right here to about a Orange Cassidy right here, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, Ricardo? 
I enjoyed this part. Um, as I said, it had episodes that I had higher expectations for than what we got. So there, there was some disappointments, but overall, I still really enjoyed this part. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't, I'm going to be honest, there might be people thinking, so are you guys going to do a video to, like, talking about Ash versus Leon? I'm like, uh, probably not. I'll probably just wait. I will say, I'll feel a little silly if we're still covering this series and Scarlet and Violet, the Scarlet and Violet anime is going on. I'll feel a little ridiculous at that point. That's true. Sad part is I can see them releasing the, that series, especially if Netflix doesn't have it. I don't know if they're doing that the next series as well. Oh, they're probably really doing To be fair, we've heard nothing about the next series. Like, there are people convinced that this is going to be the end and we're not, the Pokemon anime is just done forever. I'm like, I don't really... But there's money! Yeah, thank you. But also, I guess my thing is, based on all I've heard, the production team is swamped. They are, like a lot of production companies in Japan, they're just completely overworked. I honestly would love, no matter whether Ash wins, whether Leon wins, whether it's a tie, like I would prefer it, just take a break. Let those people get a rest. Let them get a vacation. They are overworked, and it's... I, I, it's kind of it's kind of discouraging to watch at some points. Like I want to watch this, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't feel great supporting it when these people when these people are apparently like just not they're not safe working. Right. But I don't know, yeah, I think that's about it for this part, though. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I had fun. There were no overly stupid jokes like that one joke. But overall, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. I, I, had a, I had fun with this part. All right. All right, are we ready to close out and get, and get back to, ban, and get to band practice? I okay. Was, I, was, I got a rap practice. It's, 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 it's a rap. It's rap. 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 Are you rooting for Ash, Leon, or are you rooting for a tie, like I said? And just know that my answer, it's not perfect, but I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like to some extent it, may, it makes sense. And they both lose? Like, it's not a tie, they just both lose. Yeah, and the new, and we have a new le leader, Lieutenant Surge. Oh my god, that would be... He just comes in with actual guns. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the... the world uh on the monarch now and i'm like yep yeah, let's do it but, but right, whatever you say yeah yeah whatever but just let us know oh be sure to like subscribe and comment all that other nonsense and apparently we have the we have access to a community tab now so hopefully i'll we'll be posting stuff there just like polls and questions and stuff like that okay I, sweet i didn't know we had that yet yeah, I, I honestly, I just got notified about it. But hopefully we can give you guys some more content and stuff you like. And we will see you next time. This has been Alex. And Richard. Goons and goons. And you've been listening to the Anime Egotists. Good night and peace easy. <laughs>